0: everyone it's dan with the spiritual underground podcast if you've just stumbled upon this podcast for the first time i want you to know that it is primarily 12-step recovery based podcast but i still do like to explore other ways uh, in which people find their true selves so you can toy around in the library and uh, we're coming up on uh, well by this podcast actually uh, we will already pass by 300 episode 300 so that is super cool too uh, thank you all out there for listening talk about 12 step spiritual recovery for just a minute 12 step, step spiritual recovery is program that started here in the Louisville metro area it is the 12 steps for everyone I uh, like to say recovery for all there's a uh, 100 or so 12 step programs out in the world for cocaine users, abusers, and overeaters, and of course alcoholics and addicts, and gamblers, and you name it. And there, there's there's a 12-step fellowship, but there's like no, not a 12-step fellowship for people who either don't really fit in one, or. Um, don't really have any of those problems, but still feel that something is missing out of their life. And there's there's some chaos going on or something that uh, they would like to clear up. And I tell my alcoholic buddies, and I can say this is to anybody, too, that I can guarantee you that if you work these 12 steps and practice these principles in your daily life, your life will get better. And that is a guarantee. 12 Step Spiritual Recovery Dot com is a website you can find meetings meetings are held on zoom also so you can join from anywhere in the world and the book by the same name 12-step spiritual recovery by james christopher cone can be found on amazon we call it tssr and uh, i like to say it is recovery for all all right. And we got pretty much a TSSR story to talk about tonight to, to, to a great extent, because uh, you guys know that I usually ask what people's sobriety date is right off the bat, and we actually already discussed that a little bit before the podcast. Uh, um, this is more of a recovery, and then we got a little buddy that does our chips, and he says, uh, I say, th- thank you for uh, allowing me to participate in my recovery. And he started saying, thank you for allowing me to, to participate in my discovery. And so maybe that's what uh, Victoria celebrates, a, a discovery or a recovery, whichever way you want to look at it, uh, date. And so how are you doing tonight, Victoria? Hi, Dano. I'm good. Uh, what is that date?
1: It is um, May 19th, 2021. Got it. And that is my discovery.
0: Well, that's a uh, cool... You know, and that's what TSSR was made for, is for people who don't fit in those other things. I also say, you know, it seems to people who don't fit in it, people who have been in 12-step program that maybe want to take a deeper or a different look at the 12 steps. And uh, like I said, uh, people who never really felt a home in AA. Some people just never feel it, you know, and uh, it's the same tools, but just from a different look so that is cool where'd you grow up where were you born
1: i was born here in louisville kentucky i grew up down in the west end in portland uh
0: mm-hmm. spent all What'd your you? life in louisville pretty much yep My whole 50 years yeah well that's yeah. pretty cool that's what i'm i say i'm born and bred in new Albany, indiana mm-hmm. i've never lived any place that's where i was yep. yeah. yeah that is that's Damn why Hoosers. i get it up front so you're warned <laughs> uh do you have brothers and sisters? Yeah, I have one older brother. One older brother. Mm-hmm. How was growing up? Did you have both your parents?
1: Yes, I did. I had a mom and dad. I had a rotten little brother, older brother. I was the only girl pretty much growing up on my street. Oh. We grew up on a dead-end street. Um, I used to beat up on all the little boys. and They'd let me sometimes. Um, it was It was good.
0: I had a good childhood
1: it was pretty good i thought it was decent you know i mean yep. we wasn't like rich or anything like that but i thought we was you know pretty well off yeah
0: i had a good time mm-hmm. uh you know there's always bumps in the road for everybody but uh specifically it was a real apparent to me that i had it better off than a lot of people i was running around with
1: yeah i thought i did until you know i moved out and then i'm like wait a minute we wasn't as well off as i thought we was you know but i didn't i didn't see my mom and dad struggle so that's one thing that i feel they kept from me you know Mm. it's being on that struggle bus yeah
0: yeah uh so uh, it feels like that they didn't let you in on the struggles it wasn't that they didn't have them
1: right financial struggles should I say financial yeah
0: yeah yeah which uh I think almost everybody has you're all right come on through dad's jumping through looks like he's got a handful of recycling Mm -hmm. um went to school where Shawnee High School. That's what. Graduated, graduated. in 1991. Mm-hmm. 91. Mm-hmm. Uh, how was that for you? What about? Tell me a little about your school experience.
1: Um. Okay. So where I grew up, I was like the only little white girl in my neighborhood.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, going to Shawnee, when I knew I was going to go to Shawnee High School, I went. To, I was in Western Middle, and I was really scared. Because, you know, you hear Shawnee, you hear all these bad little horror stories and stuff like that. And I wanted to, like, get something that, you know, like a self-defense, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I was never really picked on a bullet in school, anything like that. Um, it, was, it was okay. It wasn't as bad. You hear all these horror stories, whatever, mm-hmm. you know. And then your, you know, anxiety gets up and stuff like that. But I was, I graduated on top of my class. Um, I was very popular. And I was just all around a good little girl.
0: Would you do it? Did you do anything extracurricular in No,
1: well I was in the aviation program. Oh, I was in the yeah. winners program. Um, I was of course I was in judo. And I was in judo for a long, long time. I was Kentucky State champion back in the eighties. Oh yeah. Yeah. Probably weren't too many
0: girls in that. Yeah, no big deal. Well, no big deal.
1: No, that's why you know I got to beat up on all the little boys in my neighborhood, you know, and the guys in the at the gym too. So yeah, I wasn't allowed to date until I was 16, mm. and then I can only double date. So once I started driving and I found out boys, you know, and my direction kind of switched to the instead of the sports, it was like, hey, you know, I can I can date now yeah. type of thing.
0: Yeah. Um, my favorite thing about like from a boy standpoint, when I say we well, I got I got distracted by the fumes, hmm. the exhaust fumes and the perfumes. <laughs> <laughs> and life took a different direction fumes, when I got those two stink, things. Fumes sure boisterous stink,
1: though, you know? <laughs> yeah,
0: a yeah. different kind of fume. Yeah, yeah. So you had a, you graduated and did, were you using any substances back then? Did you party? I was always a pot smoker. You always? know, I was never big on drinking. I
1: get drunk too easy and I don't like to taste alcohol. Um, but I always I thought, you know, it was okay because, you know, my mom. She, she smoked weed um, she used to let me smoke weed um, probably wasn't the best thing yeah. but you know hey um, yeah, that's a... that was normal to me you know um, it was never like all day everyday thing or whatever you know it was mainly once I grew up and I moved out when I was 18 um, my dad made me promise him that I would never go back down to the West End again as far as living down there anyways mm. um, just because it's not really a good fit You know, whatever. So my dad died when I was 20 years old. Mm. And um, that was really hard. It was kind of like, a, 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 it it was different. You know, it was very hard to accept. There was a lot of um, issues, you know, with like mom and dad and their marriage and things like that or whatever. So when my dad did pass away, it was um, bittersweet. Hmm. Because as much as I hate to say that like that, because it sounds really, really bad. But it was like the drama was so I thought, over with, mm-hmm. you know. Um, my my mom put a lot of stuff on my dad that I see now that wasn't true, you know. Um, and I'm doing this work and doing steps and everything. When I came into the program and digging deep and finding my true inner self, my child, my inner child, then that's when I realized that I'm a lot like my dad, you know, a lot more like my dad than I actually knew. Um, i blame my dad for a lot of things that wasn't really his fault um i wish i could go back and you know like do things over again and talk to him and you know stuff like that whatever but shoulda woulda coulda stuff you know um
0: so. It is stuff that you know. That's the perfect fit for the twelve step thing. Even though we can't, you know, we wish we could really go back, but we have tools that you can go back, you know, and and make up for that kind of thing. And you know, that's one of the things when we talk about people being, you know, most people have experienced some kind of trauma, and a lot of people will reject that idea because maybe they weren't beat up or assaulted or anything like that, and that's what they think of as trauma. Right. And but having a parent die at a young age is you know, and I don't care if it's ten or twenty. Right, uh, that's a traumatic event. Right, right, yes. Especially when
1: I was like, um, I was like fifteen years old. I had found a camera in my bedroom, and uh, back in the day, they had the big, you know, camcorders with the big VHS tapes and stuff like that in there. And um, I had got out of the shower and I came into my bedroom, and I heard it click off. You know, well, I'm totally deaf in my right ear, so it was kind of hard, but I'm like, what? You've no. always been
0: deaf in that ear. Yeah,
1: I was born that way. And um, so i finding the camera, I played it back, and that's when I see my dad setting up the camera and things like that. Why? I don't know. Um, I never got to, you know, talk to him about that or ask him about that or whatever. But um, I called my cousin. She called police. Police come to my house and picked me up, took me to a police station. And, um, and my father, he was made to stay out of the house for like two weeks you know, I come walking home from school one day and um, I seen his van. I was really mad, you know, because I didn't I didn't know, you know, like, mm-hmm. well, what's the reason or whatever. Um, so that's when my mom told me, well, the court said that he can come back. You know, there was no me going to court or me finding anything. It's just mm-hmm. like, oh, well, tough shit type of thing. And um, so years and years later, it wasn't until I was like 40 40 years old that i found out the uh, the story was that i was doing drugs and that's why he had put a camcorder in my room now and an yeah yeah and that's okay. totally not Security true camera. you know totally not true mm-hmm. so um i think that was one of the stories that was told so my parents could stay together and you know not want to be looked down upon for not you know protecting me i guess if that's what you want to say or whatever um so that was really hard you know um I wish that I could, like I said, the whole shit of what it could is, I really wish that I could go back and, like, instead of calling my cousin, I wish that I could go back and be like, Dad, why'd you put this in here? Hey, you know, what's going on here? Um, because that whole not knowing thing, you know, and never gonna know the real true reason. I can hear other people can tell me these stories and this is why and this is why and this is why. But, you know, the really true not knowing, that that was part of, one of the things that really hurt me, you know, growing up, whatever, because I thought, hey, I'm good. You know, I'm all, you know, got my own car. When I turned 18, you know, I got my own place. I was legitly worked three jobs in high school um, just so I could get out and, you know, pay my own bills and stuff like that. But um, the whole not knowing part is the part that sucks. So um, and then the people talking about you behind your back like family members, you know, that all this stuff. I mean, truly not knowing Mm -hmm. that that's what the story was. And so I was legitly 40 years old. You know, it was crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, Now I found that out. And I think that's one of the reasons why I have such a problem with um, being in the same. And I don't mean to say this in a bad way, because it's probably going to sound so bad when I say it. And everybody out there, forgive me when I say it. But I think that was probably one of the reasons why I was so had a problem with being in the same category as like a drug addict is because of that you know it's because of my inner child was already you know accused or or labeled when i really truly wasn't mm. you know and so i think that 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 affects me differently yeah whatever I get it. if yep. that makes sense yep
0: i understand yeah um so you moved out and got away your dad died and mm-hmm. where did you go from that point well out. let's
1: see um i started working just working working i was 26 years old when i got married i was 32 when i had my first child and um then my child uh, my daughter heaven she was a year and a half and my daughter skylar was six months old when i left my ex-husband um he got the house and the furniture and everything and i got the bills in <laughs> uh. a 1991 beat up chevy blazer and my girls so um what broke that up um just he was just cheating you know he where he worked at and just you know the whole the betrayal and things like that
0: whatever fidelity
1: oh uh, yeah yeah and i mean like you know he he did that a lot and um I stayed in it because I thought he would change or I could change him and make it better or whatever. Now, look, I'm not going to say that I'm no innocent little thing because. Keep on talking.
0: I'm going to grab something right here. Okay. Keep on
1: talking. No, I'm not going to keep talking. I'm going to wait till you come back.
0: Okay. <laughs> I right. have been working in the sun all day and I am dehydrated.
1: I get that. Okay. Like I was saying before, I was so rudely interrupted here. Okay. Um, so when he was doing all his I call it catting you know he worked at Ford Motor Company and at Ford he had just got his job there he came home and he's like you know they say um, if you're married within the first five years of being working at Ford that you're probably going to be divorced because hmm. everybody supposedly you know cats around with everybody there I don't know I don't work there but I just talking from my experience so anyways um, he, he kept doing that and whatever so I ended up leaving him and um I had still had the keys to my house and everything and I had um spent the, we did the whole back and forth EPOs, you know, physical violence, assault charges, mm-hmm. stuff like that, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And um very unhealthy. Very, very but this was way before I had my kids. And so I had um come back home I spent the whole weekend with him. Went to work Monday. Then I came back on a Wednesday. Walked up straight up in the house. You know, hi, honey, I'm home type of thing. And he'd come running down the hall like a deer in headlights. And I knew he got another bitch up in my house, right? Mm. And so needless to say, when I got out of jail that day, I, had, um, I went and retaliated. And I hooked up with a friend of a friend. And um, it was just a one-time thing. And I got pregnant with my daughter. Mm. Well, the whole time that him and I was back and forth, you know, with the EPOs and stuff like that. I just prayed to God. I just want to be loved unconditionally. God, I don't care. Send me a a frog, a turtle, a bird, something. I just want to be loved unconditionally. Then I ended up pregnant with Heaven. So that's why her name is Heaven Lee, because she's my gift from God, I believe. And um, so Heaven was three weeks old. Of course, we did the whole DNA, you know, whatever. Um, And he knew that it could be somebody else's. And um, Heaven was three weeks old when I moved back home to our marital house. I thought, well, this is God's way to see if our love can survive. Yeah, you know, me having a baby by another man and blah, blah, blah. Well, um, Heaven was three months old when I got pregnant with Schuyler. And then um, I was working at CVS. I was working in the pharmacy. I was had a newborn baby, had a baby, you know, three month old baby. And then I was pregnant again.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: that was probably the worst pregnancy ever, because <laughs> I kept kidney stones. You know, it was very, you know, traumatic. It was a very unhealthy relationship. You know. Um, so it was six months you know one scholar was born and she was six months old i was just like you know i love you but i love my girls more i can't do this you know i'm not going to raise my girls in an unhealthy environment like this i just so we just you know i left and um it took me six years before i finally started dating again my babies was five and six years old before i started dating and um the guy that i did start dating um I dated him for four months before I brought him around my girls. I was very, very, very protective of my children. And then um, him and I, he eventually ended up moving in with me. My girls, they always slept in the same bed with me. And I'll never forget. I promised my girls from the day that they were born that I would never pick nothing or anybody over them you know and um so then i got this new boyfriend here you know and um he's kind of moving in with me and he's wanting to sleep in a bed with me but my girls are sleeping in a bed with me and that's how's that gonna work you know so i had to break my girls and put them in their own bed and start doing that you know that was kind of hard um but we did it you know we worked through it or whatever um he was very um not physically abusive you know more mentally abusive i guess and um i thought that i was hiding a lot of things from my girls which i found out later down the road that i really truly wasn't um and so anyways him and i was together like four years and um he he just he couldn't stop some of his drug activity. See Dan, I'm like ADHD, okay? And um, sometimes I chuck the wrong type of people, you know, because they think that I'm on something when I'm really truly not. You know, it's just this is me. This is the way God made me. You know, I am very hyper. I'm very energetic. You know, I do talk fast. You know, I'm very happy. So, anyways, um me raising my two girls, I raised them pretty much. You know, like by myself when I say that I don't mean like you know my ex-husband he was in the picture but it wasn't consistent on him getting the girls like every weekend or in his schedule time because of course his schedule at work it changed a lot you know, so um, adapting and adjusting to that was a lot. You know, it was a whole lot. I was working at UPS. I was going to school for, you know, medic- nursing. I wanted to be like an RN, but just life got in the way. I only made it to the um, certified medicine tech, CMT, you know. So I was like a certified drug dealer. <laughs> I used to joke like that because um, I was the ones that was giving out the medicine and stuff like that. And I loved my job, but I wanted to make a difference in a nursing home you know because my grandma she was in a nursing home and I seen the way that she was being treated and I was just like you know what I'm going to change the world I'm going to change this I'm going to make a difference and um, that shit's hard I mean, it was hard. I was I couldn't walk past a room without a light being on, you know. And then I'd be like, "Hun, can you take me to the bathroom or whatever, you know. And, of course, they have to stop and lock my card up and, you know, take them to the restroom. And then I found myself being behind, you know, because you have an hour before, an hour after to give them their medicine. And then so I'm doing all this. Well, the, the aides and stuff, they just kind of knew that I was going to do that. And it, I would leave physically mentally just exhausted Mm -hmm. you know and i found myself cutting corners and i'm like you know if i'm not going to give them the proper care then and i'm going to find myself cutting corners you know and then there's no sense in me doing this you know so anyways um and that's when i started trying to do like some of these little peddlers malls because i wanted my own little business and i did have my own business down in portland for like three years and um that was what it was a new use shop it was new stuff in the front and then used stuff in the back it was called Mm doodads yeah and i loved it i absolutely loved it and stuff um but of course you know having two girls you know single mom it was hard it was really really hard so fast forward fast forward fast forward um the reason why i found this program this is something that like i really wanted to talk about all right is um when i was in twenty twenty twelve, i had my very first like surgery my very first neck surgery okay um i was very grouchy irritable um emotional and i was mean to my children you know um 2018 i had my second third whatever neck surgery i did cps got involved because i put my hands on my child and um I'm not trying to make light of it. When I say it like that, I don't mean it, you know, light, because I regret that every single day, every every freaking day. That, that I mean, like, every day that it's not a day that goes by that I don't think about it and think about how, like, you know, my, my, my actions affected my child. Mm-hmm. So um, when they took, um, when CPS took my children from me, um, my ex-husband, he was supposed to have both of my children. And he didn't. He took my oldest daughter and pushed her out the door and dropped off at my brother's. Took my youngest daughter, pushed her out the door and dropped her off at his brother's. And so like I was fighting with CPS, jumping through all these hoops while I was having surgery. Seven surgeries in one year, Mm -hmm. Next surgery. 36 screws, two rods in a freaking cage. I'm um, filing for disability. You Did know? you get hurt or was it? No, it was deteriorating discs is what I have.
0: Degenerative thing. D- yes,
1: yes, degenerative, DDD, you know. Um, and it's it's hereditary, whatever. But on my dad's side of the family, they all have like the lower part of their back. Mine is in the upper part. Hmm. I think probably from Juno, too many tucks and rolls and falls, you know. Um, maybe, maybe not, I don't know. Yeah. But mine's all up in the top part. <clears throat> so while I was going through all that stuff, um, going through surgeries and going back and forth with the whole cps and and court and things like that it was hard it was so damn hard i wasn't allowed to see my girls i raised them you know i was 12 and 13 years you know and then now they're ripped out of my life um i felt like i wasn't nothing i felt like i I wasn't even worthy of being a mom you know it was like what the hell (laughs) you know it's like damn i can't even talk to my girls without being in the therapy office or whatever <clears throat> i can't talk to them on a the phone without it being supervised <laughs> and um <clears throat> yeah that was really really hard um i don't know I- i'm sorry <laughs> it's okay so when um, they had me at CPS, um, they had me taking drug tests, you know, while I was going through all these surgeries and stuff like that. They had me doing hair follicles and everything, and I passed all the hair follicles and all the, you know, the, um, you know, whatever. One of the um, the CPS workers that I had, because I had 12 different ones, okay, <laughs> and y'all know, right? Um, she said that it was, oh, my attorney had her put down a piece of paper that it was okay for me to take, like, less than my prescribed medication, and it would not be held against me okay because i didn't i couldn't take pain medicine it makes me very irritable or grouchy or hot or just it was never consistent you know it was always up and down different whatever um and then of course i couldn't drive and go to my therapy or drive and go to the counselors or drive to go to the drug test whatever because i'm all loopy and um so she put down there that i can take less than my prescribed medication it would not be held against me and then she turned around and held it against me Mm. (laughs) mom's were drug screens you know vary from you know her levels because instead of taking four pills a day i'm only taking one
0: or two and they assume you're selling them
1: all right right and some of them i did you know um and the reason why is look at me trying to justify my shit (laughs) we know what we do trying to justify my justifying it but um i had to pay for attorneys i had to pay for therapy i had to pay for counselors i had to pay you know and i still wasn't working you know i just had surgery so yeah times are tough times is really tough So, um, when they closed the CPS case and they said that, um, it's not going to be a custody battle. Okay. That's when I lost it. I mean, like I I did everything that they expected me to do and I went above and beyond on doing things that I was asked to do and they closed the case with no reunification or anything. Hmm. And that made me feel like the biggest piece of shit ever. It made me feel like I wasn't worthy. I wasn't good enough. No matter what I'd done was not going to ever be good enough. So, um, I reached out to a friend of a friend, an acquaintance. I'm not even going to say a friend because they're really not um, an acquaintance. You know, I was hurting really bad, physically hurting. And um, asked him if he can give me some pain medication. Well, of course, he did from Portland, from the West End. And um, when I got him, Dan, I'm looking at him. And they was not, they just kind of looked odd, you know. They wasn't the same thickness. Hmm. They wasn't, you know, kind of soft and rounded on the edges or whatever. And I'm just like, took one, didn't do shit. What the hell, you know. So I'm legitimately like on my couch, okay. Um, now I'm done, don't have my children, all right. CPS doesn't close the case. It's now a custody battle. I had more more time with my children when the CPS case was open than I did when the case closed. Hmm. Um so I just started smoking weed all day, every day. I mean, I just stayed stoned. I did not want to feel my feelings at all. You know, I felt like I was just, like I said, the biggest piece of shit ever. And so anyways, fast forward back to where I got my pain medication. Um, I knew nothing about fentanyl. I knew nothing about no fake pills or anything like that. I believed that that's what these was. And I believed that I had... um, I died on my couch. I mean, I don't know that I did. I didn't see no bright lights or anything like that, you know. But I do know when I woke up, it was like a, you know, type of, like a, you know, catching my breath type of thing. And, um... That's when I decided, you know what this I'm not gonna go out like this, you know uh, this is I might be a lot of things, but you know, a loser and a drug addict and a worthless piece of shit ain't none of them. So I went and signed myself into the brook well, tried to sign myself into the brook, but that's when the COVID hit and everything. so I did like the intensive outpatient treatment. And um, while I was there for intake, they had asked me, you know, do you have any drug issues? And I'm like, no, I've never been like a dependent on drugs or whatever. I've never really seek them, but I've always smoked my weed, you know. And um, it was never an all day, everyday thing like it is, has been, you know, was at that time it was. And they put me in a dual diagnosis program. okay. and I had to do that at home on camera which I really got PTSD from being on camera but I had to get out of my comfort zone to do that so I can heal and um on doing that that's when I was found the 12 step spiritual recovery and I tell you did you, you one, have
0: Chris for a counselor
1: he, he was one of my afternoon therapists yes one of them I had a couple of different ones um, in the afternoon and Christopher just happened to be one of them you know I don't know if he was like if they switched off I don't know how that works no. but yeah he was one of the afternoon ones and um I remember he said that what was it he was like one of the things I guess they read the intake or whatever and he was like I like the way you had put I come to fix my brain you know because my brain was just fucked up I mean like I was just ready just to die you know I mean like if I'm not a mom who am I what can I do you know it's just like fuck Um, so that's when you know, twelve-step spiritual recovery. That was a girl in our you know morning meeting. She was talking about she went to the women's group, TSSR, and I'm like, what the hell is a TSSR? Twelve-step spiritual recovery. Now, look, I've always believed in God. Okay, I love God, Jesus. You know, but I've never read the Bible, beginning to end. You know, I've, I've thumbed through it and whatever, but I've never actually read it from beginning to end. I doubt there's very many people <laughs> who actually have. It was so. I don't want to be like I'm not no Bible thumper. I never you know. have. Yeah. Well, I mean, but I believe in God, so I believe that. That was like a sign for me. You know, I mean, I just, I felt it. I I mean, I got the warm fuzzies. I got the little goosebumps to hoe everything. And then I checked it out, the women's group. And it was very intriguing to me. And then so I got Christopher's book. And when I started reading that, Dan, I swear to God, it was like that book was written for me. And I'm sure a bunch of people say that, you know, and and that's great because, but it was really written for me. Um, But it, it was just so, so profound because it was like, he was talking about, like, the systems and institutions. I felt, Dan, that I was kind of, you know, I I don't want to play the victim game, but I was one of the ones that was um, done wrong. Okay, now, look, I get it. You know, had I never, ever, 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 ever put my hands on my child, I would have never been in that system. You know, mm-hmm. I would have never been there. I get that. I own that shit. I really own that. But I had a lot, a shit ton of help staying in that, you know, in that, in that, tr- in that, turmoil yeah you know that word there you go um so yeah it was hard i mean like it was really really hard um so doing the 12 steps while i did not have my children and going and digging deep (laughs) it took me i think a year to complete the 12 step program and um because i dug deep i mean i dug really deep and it was crazy because like every step that i took it was like i was fucking living it i was so scared to take the next step i didn't know what the hell was coming next you know thank god i had a sponsor that loved me like like in a in a loving caring and nurturing way you know because if i had a sponsor that was more like a tough love sucking up buttercup type of thing i probably wouldn't have wouldn't have made it through you know so i'm very very grateful for my sponsor um Evelyn I guess we could say that I guess you know I don't know but um, I'm very grateful that she did do that Um, that she did love me like um, like a mother figure You know, like that gentle love and everything, because I was broken, Dan. I mean, I didn't trust nobody. I didn't feel like I was worthy. I felt like the biggest fucking piece of shit. I felt like the worst mother in the world. You know, I mean, like, I I was just
0: self-esteem. Generally, when we get here and whichever avenue it is, our self-esteem is below the toilet.
1: Oh, it was. I mean, like, it absolutely was. You know, I mean, I just I I was very, very self-conscious. I was very skittish. I didn't trust it. You know that trust. I'm still. I'm. I've gotten a lot better with that. You know because I think I trust myself now, yep. and that was one of the things that that I felt. I didn't have,
0: you yeah. know, um, my Plus, family. We Our topic last night, Spiritual Underground, was step five. And I think that trust thing is builds into that oh, yeah. a whole bunch. And, and then our pace that we do allows me to build this relationship with this other person who actually does give a shit about me. Mm-hmm. And then when we've gone, you know, we've built it, and it's time for step five, I uh, trust this person finally, yep. because at step one, when I walk in here, uh, I don't trust anybody. Like I said, you know, either I'm with people who, people I don't want to be around anymore or people don't want me around anymore. Right. That's, my, that's exactly. my two groups of friends. Yep, yep. And uh, friends in air quotes. And uh, yeah, we learned to, <clears throat> I've learned, to trust again you know to do that and step five is kind of a culmination of that when you break out all your get the ske- all the skeletons out of the closet mm-hmm. and if you don't trust that person you're not going to get them all out
1: oh yeah no yeah I, I mean she knew she found out all my good bad ugly everything you yeah. know I think it was like eight hours almost that it took us to do that fifth step wow. <laughs> I'm telling you because um, it was a lot and like I said I know in Christopher's book he talks about like the garbage cans you know well I always joked and I'm like uh, mine's our dumpster's You know, because of some of the things in my life, some of the betrayal in my life, some of the hurt, you know, some of the... When you have hurt that comes from somebody that you love and trust and and you're betrayed, you know, by that person, Um, and if, like, in my situation, if... I couldn't trust my mom, okay? And if you can't trust your mom, who the fuck can you trust? You know I mean? Like, your mom's supposed to be your best friend. So, people have daddy issues or whatever. I think I have, like, mommy issues. And I'm, like, I'm not saying my mom's, you know, the worst or whatever, you know? She's still spiritually sick, and she's in, in her ways, and I love her where she's at and for her, you know, for her being her. Um, but... The trust is really not there that much and um i don't want that to be like mine and my daughter's relationship you know so you <laughs> was talking about step five well step eight the forgiveness work that's probably one of my favorite steps
0: yeah me too yeah i'll say it's yeah. has probably a bigger effect on my day-to-day walk today yeah. than any other step
1: yeah because it was hard i mean like forgiving people you know it's it's hard to do forgiving myself as Probably the worst, <laughs> worst, you know, because um, I can oh I can forgive says, you, but when it comes to looking in the mirror and forgiving myself, it's like you should know better. Yeah. Don't do it, you know what the hell, or any type of thing.
0: Well, in TSSR in the book, Christopher says we truly don't have the power to forgive. We you know we kind of beat ourselves That's, up at it. we don't right. have that until we get into this relationship with this higher power. And again, this this all these little things that happen as you do this work, you know, you start learning to trust somebody. You know, when you learn to trust that sponsor, you know, I, then I can actually at the same time start learning to trust that, that God has me, too. Right. You know, and that's where I get the power to forgive. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because,
1: like, people rag on me and they're like, I can't believe that you let um you let to listen to me. Um, your sponsor, she made me right Uh. no because in my brain the way my brain works okay i didn't you know i mean like i didn't feel like i was worthy i didn't feel like i was good enough i didn't and um so i had to write that down embedded it in my brain you know i am good enough i am worthy i am worthy because i blah 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 i am worthy you know so i've got a good heart i'm a damn good mom (laughs) i care you know things like that or whatever um after doing that and i guess it's kind of like the positive affirmations for me you yep. know writing yep. it down that's what it is yeah it was exactly as better are the same i guess as somebody looking in the
0: mirror and saying the same stuff you know so me writing it down it was it helped my brain because that's way you know sometimes again one of these little funny things about this program is like that writing that four step down with a pen and paper there's something about that and people journal there's something Mm -hmm. about that and Mm -hmm. what you're talking about there there's some connection that gets made from the end of the pen into the heart or the brain, maybe right, both. Right, right. That, that seems to be the only connector that will make that happen at the level that it does. Yeah,
1: and that's, and she just and she knew that, you know. um. So it, it just, it started, it was funny because when I was doing the, the steps, whatever, and then the eighth step, the forgiveness, I wasn't ready. I was not ready to forgive. Nope, I ain't going to do it, you know, and I went ahead and did my ninth step and champ step, and I'm still praying over you know these people God please take this person place or thing away from me because I know you love them even though I don't find it so hard you know so very hard to do and they're your child your creation you know that type of thing um, and I had that prayer down pat but I was just just saying it and I wasn't meaning it mm. I was just saying it I was just just saying it just to say it um, so I went ahead and did all the steps and everything and then after I got done with my 12 steps I still didn't have that big aha uh-huh you know I thought I did but I did it so of course you know I'm reaching out and um I reached out to Catherine <laughs> and I'm like okay there's something I'm missing something here I don't I don't know what it is but I'm missing something help me I, I need help I need some something I'm just not getting something right and um so I'm talking to her and she's like I feel like that you need to go back and do your A step again I was like, no I don't want you I'm gonna throw up every time I think of this person you know that's talk about spiritual sickness and I mean like when you're ready to throw up you think about somebody's name you know that's bad <laughs> so I was like okay so I started going back and doing it and this time I'm doing it wholeheartedly you know not just going through the motions but for really trying to feel it and then trying to see my part on why you know this person is an asshole or why this person makes me sick and me seeing my part in that I think is what made it better you know, or not better, but easier for me to be able to forgive. You know, okay. Well, if I hadn't have done this, then maybe they wouldn't have done this. You know, um, justification again. Once again, trying it to. It also sounds
0: like there was something missing in your fourth column of your step, if because that's where that work happens. Is what? What did I do?
1: I think it was just I'd never and done. Maybe this people step. are
0: not able to. I know sometimes people just what it's that old got to meet people where they're at thing. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people just aren't able to at the time that they're there. You know, like um, I didn't do anything you know what do you mean what did i do
1: i kind of that's why i was at i felt like that i was like the victim you know i'm like yep. oh my god i done did it and then they how dare they you know so yep. I, that's where i was at exactly where i was yep. at so you and repeat it yes and going back and looking at it from a different perspective you know a different angle a different you know with a different set of eyes or whatever yep. and it's like okay you know let me own my shit you know so me being able to do that is what helped me to be able to move forward. And that's what helped me to be able to forgive, you know. Um, It took me a long time to be able to forgive myself, though. You know, that's probably one of the things, like when I do start sponsoring somebody, I'm going to make sure that they forgive themselves and because that's really hard to do for me anyways it was and from what i've heard there's not just me other people too you know it's hard to forgive yourself you know it's easy to forgive somebody else you know but when it comes to forgiving yourself i mean like especially me because i i I expect i put expectations on myself you know and if i don't meet them expectations then i'm really freaking hard on myself you know And um, going back and just looking at, oh, I remember one of the things, too, that Evelyn had me write down, a letter to my inner child. Okay, it's so funny. She says, now look, I want you to turn your phone off and I don't want you to do nothing all day. I just want you to turn your phone off and I just want you to play with yourself. I said, what? You want me? I can do that. Sure, I sure can do that. Evelyn, right on. You know, she's like, no. I was like, let me text everybody and tell them, you know, my sponsor said that I had to turn my phone off and not talking about, you know, just playing, getting the Barbies out or just, you know, putting up, it was Halloween at the time, putting up my Halloween decorations because that's my favorite time of year. I like Halloween. Um, and just write a letter to myself, to my inner child. And I'm doing that. That freed me up a lot, too. You know, it was like, damn, you know, you're really not that bad. You know, give yourself a little bit of credit. You know, it's like you really you've been through this and this and this and this and this. And this but you're still a giver. You still got a great big heart. You still want to help people. You still got a smile on your face. You're still, you know, I feel like, damn, if somebody is is. um drowning themselves or somebody is hurting their self and they still help somebody else when they themselves are hurting i think it's a special person do you get that
0: yeah okay <laughs> and once again it's a fundamental part of what we do here it is uh the answer in that in you know and of course tssr is rooted in what christopher teachers have taught him uh expanding upon what's in the big book with Alcoholics Anonymous and uh, about every place in there when you see uh, when you're experiencing a problem the answer is help somebody mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: It's, and, and it's so beautiful I mean yeah. like it
0: really is yeah. and I you really know? think that's the fundamental thing I think that's the I think that's like the fundamental element in life period help somebody mm-hmm. uh, or if it's sponsoring or the lady across the street getting her garbage cans in or you name it right Uh, if you when the more I spend my energy on helping other people, the better my rest of my life goes for no reason. Yep,
1: and that's such an easy thing too. That
0: was what Jesus said too.
1: Yeah, I mean, right, right, and it is. It's such an easy thing, but you forget that shit. We're selfish,
0: self centered. All I care about's me.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, especially when you know who's helping
0: me. Nobody's fucking helping
1: me. (laughs) Right, right, right. And it's their fault that I'm fucking up. Right, (laughs) you know. So I get that. So me me just learning all that, yeah. and I knew it, but just relearning it, you know, because you get stuck. I got stuck anyways.
0: I learning it, doing
1: it. Do, well, not right exactly, but just when you exactly, you know, action speak louder than words, of course. But when I know me, when I was in that poor pity me mode, you know, um, I didn't feel like that I'm always doing, doing, doing for somebody, but they ain't never doing for me and blah, 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 you know, type of thing. Who gives a fuck?
0: Bottom of the you victim know. pile.
1: Right, exactly. You know, so that's where I was at. Mm-hmm. And I don't like that bottom that of the sense. victim pile. I don't like that. So that's why I'm just like, I'm really grateful. I mean, like, extremely grateful that I'm not grateful about for CPS. I'm not grateful, you know, about them assholes or anything, believe me. But I am grateful that I found this program, I'm grateful that I did the work. I'm grateful that I have learned these tools that are so freaking simple that I I didn't think about you know the gratitude stuff you know i mean that's so so damn simple the the not being negative self talking you know so that's kind of hard
0: though really i mean that no, that goes practice back. yeah i have to practice mm-hmm. being that's what those affirmations does it's uh, practicing gratitude practicing gratitude practice you know
1: uh, yep and doing the next right thing too mm-hmm. yeah i mean and that right, that's kind of you know it can be kind of hard sometimes but it's it's really easy it's kind of what they say take the hard left over to easy right Type of thing, you know. So that's what my life is right now. Today, I want to be like a better person, a better sister, a better daughter, a better damn better mother. I want to bring that. You girls back. I got. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yes, I got well, my you girls didn't back. that,
0: so I want to oh, make sure because that has that. been a piece of the story that yeah. never. Circled my girls down. was
1: twelve and thirteen when they was taken from me. Okay, and I got them back, and they was fifteen and sixteen when I got them back, and uh, my girls had been through some shit, you know, Uh when. When that CPS case was open and stuff, and i um, i didn't realize it, Dan, until now. I mean, like not right now, but until later on after doing this work, I was doing a lot of finger pointing. You know, I was doing a lot of, oh well, you want me to do this drug testing and all this stuff and everything, but you got both of my girls in two separate households where there's drugs and act and alcohol, and they're not doing, it. and it's like, look at them, 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 them. You know, it's kind of like, nah, oh, wait, why is she trying to, you know, finger point at them? What's she trying to hide? I didn't, I didn't get that, you know, and. um I understand that now, um, but at the time I didn't. But um, my girls went through a lot of shit. And, and that stuff that they went through um, was
0: because of my actions. Right. You that's know, it gets back to what did I do? Exactly. And, you know, and I'm out here mumbling everybody else, but they're gone because of something I did. Right. And Dan, it took me a long time but that's to That's hard to, to you know? accept.
1: You know, I mean, it took me a long time to be able to accept that. don't want to. Mm-mm, a long, long time because I don't, you know, I mean, like, gosh. My girls, are fucking, they're my gift from God. You know, they're my world. And for me to hurt my children, and for my actions, hurt my kids, you know, that sucks, that sucks, mm-hmm. <laughs> bad. Um, so that's why I just keep wanting to you know, just be better. You know, I'm not gonna be perfect or whatever, um, but I do have that willingness to change. Um, I'm grateful that God gave me that strength To keep fighting for my children and not giving up because I had so many people be like, "Well, your girls are gonna be, you know, eighteen soon. Just wait till I'm like, just because they turn eighteen, don't mean they're still my they're they're still my kids. You know, just because they turn eighteen, don't mean that I'm not their mom. I'm still their mom. You know, I mean, my girls will never ever say that I gave up on them. Nope, they will never say that I gave up on them. It was hard as hell getting up in that ring. You know, it was hard as hell saying, "Oh, well." You know, all these workers and all these different attorneys and all this different whatever and, and accusations being thrown at me, and, and it's bullshit, 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 you know. And oh, well, you gotta take this medicine and this medicine. And that was one of the things that I really had a problem with, okay, is my ADHD, okay. And then I'll oh, take Adderall, but it can do false positive It's got amphetamines in it and false positives and all this stuff and everything, you know. But we want you to take it anyways. I couldn't talk <laughs> when I was on that stuff. I am, I'm happy being me. I'm not on no medication. You know, I can talk. I'm fine with me. I don't have to be like, like zoned out or whatever. Um, but yes, about my girls. Yes, I got um, both of my children back. Um, oh. My youngest one, she went through hell though. She, um, she went through a lot. <laughs> a whole lot. And um, when I got her back, from her being in like foster care because um, her butthole dad signed her away on my birthday <laughs> signed her over to on my birthday mm. um and yeah I did say butthole too probably should have said more but I'm just going to leave wood butthole um so when I got her back they had her on like five different medications okay um And we went to the psychiatrist and, you know, we did the whole mouth swab and see what kind of gene study is gene gene psych. It's like a gene study to see what medications work for her, us, me, whatever. And um, every single one of these medications that they had my baby on was all in her red zone. Hmm. Do not take. Do not take. Do not take. When I got that baby back, she was just like a freaking zombie. No emotions, no nothing. And um, I was so hard because I did that. I caused that you know mm-hmm. and it's like come hell or high water I won't ever do that shit again You better guarantee that you know that is that is one thing and I think that makes me want to hold on to them and protect them that much more you know it's because I did that I made that happen um, I made, I caused that negative you know I caused that trauma I did that and um, that sucks <laughs> that sucks really bad so um
0: I had years that my kids were scared to be with me they didn't they wouldn't when they were forced i felt that energy you know they didn't they were of me i was i was uh, uh the inconsistency they never knew what dad you know it was like picking up the dice and rolling them right and yeah. it might get fun dad tonight or we might not you know and that screws kids up man and i'm and uh but i you know I have let myself off the hook for that stuff today, as a result of this work, and it's shown in our my relationship with my children too. Right. You know, uh, so we you know it comes in that we do recover, we get to make up for this world allows us another chance, and uh, most people will give us that next chance, right. but we have to work for that. Right. Yep. and demonstrate
1: and that's where yeah and that's where it goes from the whole you know when I made amends with my girls you know um, I tried not to repeat them old behaviors because um, one of my things Dan was I, I feared my mom and dad growing up okay they'd be like oh pick a switch you know type of thing oh, yeah. um, and I thought my children should fear me which is not right you know that is not healthy that is not right at all and um, I know that now you know by doing this work and doing these steps and everything I, I know that now that was totally the wrong way of thinking you know it's like i don't want my children to fear me ever 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 mm-hmm. you know and for me to what the hell <laughs> what the, i don't know we're gonna x that one out of here because my my children's children you know hopefully they won't ever have to go through that yeah you know i want to break that cycle now here the buck stops here
0: um see one of them coins yeah. One of them says, the does buck it, stops here. Does One it? Here. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I was trying to read them off a little,
0: but yeah. Andy Andrews, Seven Decisions, and it's, you know, everybody's got their own... Uh, you know the twelve steps, the seven decisions, and the first one is the buck stops here. Yeah, I'm no, aware.
1: I never heard of no seven decisions. What's that? It's
0: a really good look. You can, or I can send you something. I can send you a really cool, like a YouTube video or something. You can get a taste of it. I'm sure it will, will, will hit you. Good. Oh, I'm
1: all about learning and researching. Um, but
0: it's, you know, in, uh, you know, I get to talk to a lot of people that are in the. I don't really know what word to put it on it because I don't think it's self help. But it can look like that, and there's nothing wrong with that. Right, right. Uh, personal development, maybe, you know. Uh, personal discovery. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes we just say recovery mm-hmm. to talk, talk about that. And there's a lot of programs out in the world that are doing some form of becoming a better version of you one day at a time and that's Andy Andrews is, and he's got he tells it he gives it he presents it in a very in amazing way you know it's one of the ones where you're fired up when you when you, you're ready to go out and put the Rocky gloves on and battle this thing called life when you get done listening to him and he's got these seven decisions and one of them is um, what's um, and I should get them the buck stops here I will uh, the buck stops here I will uh, eat, greet each day with a forgiving heart so it's all about forgiveness. Um, I choose to be happy today.
1: That's what I was just going to say. That's what that one says today. Yeah, the, I choose to be
0: happy. Yeah, and uh, and it's just different. Deci- what he says is that these, when he wakes up in the morning, these are decisions he makes on a daily basis. I'll make a decision to be this way because the world's not really coaching that to me, right? I have to, I have to choose and again. It's twelve step recovery thing. It's the Buddha. It's uh, Jesus. Uh, it's an inside job, right? When you got that one finger pointing out, four oh, more yeah, four, pointing back yeah, at you—that exactly. kind of stuff, you know. And that, but that's—it seems to be a trap that the human condition, uh, you know. You and you say like stopping the cycle, and I hear that, and I hope for it. But there's also a piece of me that's like goes, maybe this is just life mm. that okay. we have to have. Your struggles different than my struggle, and Joe's struggles different than. Joanne's struggle, but that seems to be uh, uh, how life goes. You you grow up and you face a dragon of some sort or another, and you have to uh, de- uh, defeat the dragon. Mm-hmm. And then when I've defeated the dragon, then my job is then to help other people defeat their dragons. Exactly right. And uh, I hope I can do that because uh-huh. like uh is what we got how many years of human evolution do we have
1: Dan, i don't have a clue
0: a bunch right? <laughs> a bunch i, I, a I don't voice. know either but you understand a bunch yes a whole bunch and uh, and, the, and the humans are still like not getting this <laughs> you, and i didn't either and uh and my children aren't either you know they're they've got their dragons and their swords are out and they're yeah,
1: but I believe that they
0: see, though. They see that, you know, they see. I My girls, you know, I know my girls seem like. Because my daughter fell in the same trap as my trap, and she knew fully. Yeah. I educated her fully. But
1: that's the part that sucks, though, right? They yeah, got to go so through that.
0: that I'm, yeah. They seem to yeah. have to go through their, you know, they had to run their own personal gauntlet. Yeah. But I mean, like, you know, my children,
1: hopefully they won't be going and saying, like, um, you know, go get a switch. Go pick a switch yeah, for me. Right. You know, I understand stuff what you like I, I
0: totally get that. Yeah. yeah. Especially yeah. that kind of stuff. It's, and that's what, when, when you say repeating this, uh, so breaking the cycle. Those kind of things certainly fit right. under that, you know, because if you're treated a certain way, then you grow up and have kids, and you—that's how you learn to do it.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah, and, and that's so, crazy because that's what like um, everybody used to spare the rod, spoil the child type of thing. And, and I'm like, wait yep, a minute, yep. that's
0: not up. such a great biblical. Teaching. I don't. Yeah, but mm-hmm.
1: now I'm like, no, spare it means like you know, like I don't know. I just think of it
0: different now. Beat your kids so they'll be better when they
1: go up. No, life. that's so stupid. Oh, you know That's what it says in the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, know, that's what I'm saying. That's what everybody's like and I'm like, Oh hell no You because know, it goes back to that. I don't ever wanna hurt my kids. Yeah, you know, I don't wanna be that one, you know, I mean like I don't want my kids to fear me. I don't want I don't wanna I don't wanna be the cause yeah. of I wanna block all past
0: destruction for my girls.
1: I'm wrapping up in bubble wrap and shit, you yeah. know.
0: And you know, when we do that Yeah, I know. Yeah. You know, know. I've been for whatever reason I fell in the uh, rabbit hole of these true crime things about these kids that commit horrific crimes. Have oh, you been
1: watching that? Uh, yeah, don't um, watch
0: that. And, um, <laughs> yeah, don't. Yeah, it'll come and go. Uh, I'm learn. I'm I'm learning from it. You know, it's character study stuff. You know, but you know, some of the worst kids are the ones that were wrapped in bubble wrap their Not entire perfect, life, you know? yeah. and they didn't get. You know, but there's no perfect recipe. Yeah. There is not one.
1: Well, I just want, I mean, I know that. And I just, I want to be, like I said, I want to be able to be want to more be the calm. I one I can be. Yeah, the best one that I can be. I want to be more calm. I still go from zero. Like, I do have my character defects still. You know, God's removed a lot of them. Okay. Um, one of the ones that I'm still praying on, it's a zero to hundred, hundred yeah. and I can still do that real quick.
0: Elevate that quickly. You know,
1: yeah. I can still go from zero to hundred really quick. Um, but I recognize it fast. I, I recognize it sooner. Yep. You know, now I don't. It's the first step being aware of it. Yes. Yes. And then it's, and then I could own up to, you know, Hey, wait a minute. You know what? I did this or I said this and that wasn't, let me, let me we'll sit down a little bit, you know, and then let me just calm down and then reapproach it in a different way. You know, that is one of, that is one of the big things that yep. I've, relearned you know um or learned or relearned whatever because like i said i may have knew it once before but f- just forgot it because of the way my brain was you know the way i was programmed or the way i thought that you know it was supposed to be you know type of thing um or I, training yeah or
0: programming yeah
1: yeah. And that's where I want to, you know, reprogram myself so that way my girls can see how their mom is yep. really supposed yep. to
0: be. Right. You yep. know, that yep. loving, they get caring to have mom. a Better baseline programming yeah. to watch as they decide to make yeah. their choices that they're going to make.
1: Yeah. And that, that's one thing that, like my girls say, you know, they're proud of me. And that the big thing is that I own my shit. You know today i own it if i did it i own it you know i own it i fucked up hey this is what happened and this is what i won't do again or this is what i did and damn it i wish i wouldn't you know yep. so just owning your stuff up now I, I feel like my children respect me a lot more for that. Yep. You know,
0: no doubt. Nothing I, frustrates I, me more than somebody who don't who own their shit. To, yeah. You know that it's that blame game, that victim mentality.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's hard to not get into that blame game, blame game though. It is. It you is, know? Because yep. the world is pretty fucked up, you know. And and sometimes it is their fault. I mean, sometimes. You know, <laughs> sometimes it is, but you know, it's like, where? What part did I play in that one? You know, and finding that part is probably bittersweet again. You know, so. I don't know. I think all that, that, hopefully, all that stuff that I said made sense and I didn't just say her and ramble on and blah, 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 blah like that.
0: Yes. In the beginning, Victoria told me to slow her down if she gets to talking <laughs> fast and I kind of chuckled under my breath, like, yeah, uh-huh.
1: yeah I, uh huh. Yeah, I can't slow you down. You won't shut this, up quick yeah, enough. Right, yeah, how,
0: uh, <laughs> so that, you know, and there's a piece that's like the whole. You want me to tell you to don't be Victoria, huh? Uh, no, so you're I gonna just going to come to my podcast and be somebody else. <laughs> no,
1: I just don't want to go too fast. You could tell me slow down, yeah. you know, because that's one of the things that some some they do. You know, I do tend to talk, you know, a little bit faster than the others, and that's okay. You know, it's the way God made me, and that's what I tell everybody. And God don't make mistakes,
0: so you know, I listen quickly. Yeah. You know, sometimes I'm reading books and podcasts and I turn the speed up. I thought because maybe because I can digest fast stuff faster than the typical pace that it's fed to me.
1: Yeah. Well, I thought maybe um, you just couldn't, you know, jump in there fast enough to tell me
0: to slow down. You know, that's what it was. There's been no uh, deficit going on here. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, that's the other thing I want when I do this, you know, we was talking and uh, I could Uh, This is not a sterile podcast where I do a bunch of, you know, like news is, you know, where I'm going to cultivate this podcast to what I think. Yeah, it ought to be. Right. I invite my guests to come here and bring themselves yeah, and be it, themselves. Yep. Uh, I don't want to.
1: Yeah, uh, that is one thing you, know, you said was you wasn't going to edit fiction it.
0: fiction or something if we wanted to get story time, you know. Right. Uh, well, no, what's the real story? Right. What's the truth? Well, and
1: this is me. What you see is what you get.
0: I'm not helping anybody if I'm pretending to be something other than what I am. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> and I'm not yeah. helping my kids when I do that either because they don't see that dad's human. You know, uh, I have to allow them to also see my faults. And and then, like you said, I own them when I step over the lines that I know where uh, the big books, like the big book says inside every man, woman and child is a fundamental idea of God. Okay, and I get that. But I think also inside every man, woman and child is the fundamental idea of what is good and bad. What is right and wrong? Right and wrong is really more than good and bad. Right. And I know what I'm doing wrong. And I've always known what I've been doing wrong. You I just overrode it irking your belly and that little yeah. feeling. But I'm now, and mm-hmm. one guy was said not too long ago that wisdom is the ability to listen to your conscience. Mm-hmm. So to actually know, you right. know, and I can, that relates to me a lot. And I've said this a bunch of times on here. Every time I stepped into some new drug or stepped up the ladder of drug use and things, and even from the very beginning, when the boys called me and said, hey man, let's get together at your house and drink some beer. Your mom and dad aren't home today, right? And I knew inside of me that I probably shouldn't do that but I wanted the approval and the friendship and be a part of the gang that there was no way for me to say no I didn't have it in me to go guys man that's probably not a good idea uh, yeah, because uh, I needed their friendship and I needed their approval. And, right. and you know, when a guy said, "Hey, let's do some acid tonight," and you know, inside of me went, you shouldn't do that." Okay, man, you know, and and I skipped, and I just continued to step. I I continued to override what my conscience, which might be my higher self, which might be how God works through me, me ignoring that, <laughs> is heading down the wrong oh, track absolutely. Man. Yep, yep. and uh and i know that today so you know and i and i can be aware of it and reel it in faster today you know that's their thing it would used to it used to take me a lot longer to hit the brakes when i'm spinning out of control than today usually a lot of times uh i usually do not disturb that uh, that's somebody trying to pay me so uh i probably should Respond.
1: Yeah, I think I probably might. Yeah, go ahead uh, and I can say I gotta go to the bathroom, so you can do respond. You? No, Willpower? no. Oh. <laughs> no. Uh,
0: but I can say sure that so my, you can respond. It's making sure that it's my correct memo account. It looks like me, but it's awful hard to just say that is Uh The scammers are just getting way too good. See, that's what kind of worries me
1: a little bit when doing some of that. Um. Um online stuff or even we was talking about what Marco Polo remember when we was in our little group chat and we was talking about the Marco Polo and the squares I have no clue still what that is um, I
0: still don't understand the squares and Marco Polo mm-hmm. I don't know what that is either no oh, okay nevermind you mean the thing about the thing where you share out to yeah, everybody? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think yeah. it's called secrets or something. No, that's it Or is it squares? Uh, maybe it is. I, I saw one today. Maybe it might be spaces. And I know that freak, it freaked me out for a minute too. When yeah. I saw it, I was like, hold on a minute. I'm yeah. saying stuff in polos is I consider to be fifth step material at times. And but I do sometimes. not want somebody, right. not all the well, time, I'm not, but not, it's there because right. I have a polo with my sponsor on a level that uh, take a second, is it seconds? Seconds, that's what it is. When I say uh, squares, yeah, yeah. seconds. Uh, <laughs> yeah, when that, when I thought that maybe there was a chance people could access my polos, uh, yeah, my heart sunk down. Well, the people in the, in in the program,
1: I really don't care, like in our women's no, group me. and stuff like that, but it's my people, you know, like yeah. friends and whatever. They yeah. don't even know some of the stuff that I'm talking yeah. about, but, you know.
0: What do you I know? don't want to have to check my language. I feel hundred. that whole trust thing with my sponsor. I have a 100% knowing that I can speak my mind with him. I do Who's not, your sponsor? I can take Christopher. Okay, I didn't know. And I don't have to have any filter on and, and I operate like that. Right. Now, it might make me step in a pile of doo-doo once in a while when he goes, hey, when you were talking the other day, uh, and he, we'd say, he's, I'm going to put my sponsor hat on for a minute because mm-hmm. we're friends, too. Right, right. And, uh, so it, but that's good for me that helps me that's what i need and uh mm-hmm. and i don't need a lot of that stuff going anywhere else right. and i know with him it's not going to yeah
1: yeah well that's where yeah that trust and all that stuff comes in at, and that's just part of you know growing for me anyways you know the, the trusting and expanding my my circle a little bit more you know because um, mm-hmm. i feel sometimes um men probably have a whole hell of a lot easier than women do you know because some women 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 you put women in a circle you know so
0: ooh. women are catty
1: exactly that's what i was gonna say i was about to say we can be really catty you know um and i don't like that i don't like that at all it's like damn it why can't we all just get along i don't like that competition stuff i don't like that feeling like i'm not good enough to be in this little this cool group over here or i don't have enough money to be in this group over here or you know shit like that it's just like that, that's too much for me. You know, that's why I'm, I'm glad my little circle, you know, of who I've got is perfect, you know, just for me. And I'm glad that I'm happy with me being me today. You know, like I said, I'm not perfect. I'm still going to make mistakes. I still do make mistakes. I still do have trust issues. I still do have zero to 100 issues. You know, um, I still do want to sue the hell out of the whole CPS system and all that shit and everything. Um, but... I own my shit, and I can't sit there and dog somebody and dog somebody and dog somebody because had I not have, you know, put myself in that situation, and my children would not have been in that situation.
0: My only area that is okay and acceptable for comparison is me comparing today to yesterday. I'm
1: mm-hmm. comparing. That's to the other people.
0: only I can't compare me to other people. The only acceptable comparison that I get to make is comparing me yesterday to me today. I can do that, right? Right. Uh, getting better. Uh, I'm getting better. Yeah. I'm a better trying. I mean, you know, some days I don't make progress, but uh, my goal is to become a better version of me, day by day, one day at a time. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's and all we that's can do. Christopher and I talk, we joke around about that. Uh, like, well, I will, you'll hear both of us say the best thing about recovery is, and and there's not one. But it's always what comes to me and what you just that hit me. The best thing about recovery is that I'm learning to be me. Mm -hmm. I'm learning who I am and I am gaining the freedom to be who that guy is. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, there's a whole bunch of other best things like there's a place in a big book where he says, first, you got to realize any life run on self will can hardly be a success, a success, success. So he says, first. Any, li- any life run on self-will can hardly be a success. And then he says again in a minute, he goes, and first off, you got to stop playing God. Right. <laughs> and that's funny that, you know, it's we've got two things in first place. And that is kind of um, uh, indicative of the human condition too is that we put a whole bunch of stuff in first but i like doing it when i talk about the miracles and the gifts and the blessings and all that that come in recovery because whatever i'm talking about at the moment is the best thing right uh, you know i joke around it and i'm not joking i'm dead serious i am my best friend mm-hmm, today. Me too. Yep. i didn't always be yep I, sometimes i was my worst enemy right but today, I'm my best friend. Right. Uh, just I told, keep doing the I next right thing. In a while, I'll tell somebody when I'm alone, sometimes i just jaw jack and I'll be talking to somebody and I'll say, I'm going someplace and taking my best friend with me. And people will like go, who went with you? Uh, I was by myself. That's
1: right. Me, myself, and I. I'll be my own best friend. Yep. I think there's a song out there like that.
0: Is there? Yeah. Yeah, there is. <laughs> uh, I might have to check it out. Was that? And Yes we just kind of stop for a second, and I don't care about telling that, is that sometimes uh, you can kind of feel like you're, uh... well, the 12-step drum, I beat it so hard that sometimes I question my if I'm just playing the same tune over and over and over yeah. again, you know? And, uh, and we can do that, and sometimes that's uh, okay, but that's also a way, when you're sponsoring people, you can wear them out. I'm beating you know? the same
1: thing same, same or,
0: or just go so hard at them to some extent that they're like, ready to put a shield up to like enough, enough, because they're just not capable. Just like when you said uh, you're, you illustrated that there's times you just could not like nothing that could more could get through the filter. Right. And it had to be it had to wait. You found you didn't know it. We're seeing this in the rearview mirror. Right that you didn't know that you didn't really do your eight-step prayers the first time. Right, right. You didn't know that until later on down the road. Right. And that's generally the thing. And, uh, and I want my sponsees walking away from me wanting more, not walking away from me wore out. Right.
1: I agree. Yeah. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah. Don't wanna do that. Yeah, and uh, that's a big lesson for some people. Some of my,
1: especially we're already wore out friends. by the time we come into the yeah. twelve steps. You yeah. know, it's yeah. like fuck. <laughs> yeah. You know. So
0: I was, anyways. Uh, yeah. Uh, yep. Most of us are. Yeah. And, uh, I but it's you know when you've when you've had this happen and you've got this spiritual awakening that we've talked about and we make so much pr- progress on our on our development in such a short amount of time and you get somebody that's standing at the gate getting ready to come in the door, you know, you just want to go, blah, 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 bla, you know, come on, man, here's <laughs> right. a blah, blah, let me tell you about this, let me tell you about this, let right. me tell you, and, and you know, at one point, a uh, yeah, slow spoon feed, and that's another one of the perfect things about the 12 steps is it is a spoon feeding event. It is okay. We're, just going, we're going to do step, you know, we're going to talk about step one and get a feel for that.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and I kept going back
0: and and you just spoon feed a guy even when we're doing a four step I'm giving you a I'm giving you an assignment to go buy a notebook. Right. Call me when you got it. Right. All right. We're gonna write a warning statement in it. Yes. Call me when you're done with that. Yes. All right. Now we can get started on column one, and we'll work on that. And you just spoon feed them because if I I could write out all the instructions for a four step and give them to you, and you I don't know what, think it works like that.
1: That's what um it kind of scared me on my four step. Okay. I don't remember. I say 842 items on my four step. Which really wasn't that many. Okay. But it was a bunch. Um, but it was a bunch, <laughs> and um praying over each one of them i'm like holy shit it's gonna take me a year and a half to get past my four step you gotta be kidding me oh damn i'm not you know that's my mind was thinking Uh,
0: that that's Um, a a lesson learned you know i don't ever tell a guy when he's because i want a guy i want a guy or gal to have 80 to 100 anyway on their first four step right uh, you know, and and it's not unusual that somebody calls me and they've got thirty names and they're ready to move on, and I'm like,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, right,
0: uh, right. That's not one enough. of The things we more. do here in TSSR we're using this methodology is we—that's part of the thing—is we take a bigger bite out of that first trip, as possible. And yeah, that's why we grow so much so quick. Um, a lot of people do what I would call like a diet uh, or the twelve steps light. Like diet, twelve steps, and they, but because they're, they're planning on doing it again and again and again and again, and we do that too. But why not take a big a bite out of the front end of it as you possibly can? Because like we was talking about, your dumpster is dragging along behind you. There's a bunch to eat back there, right? Yeah. <laughs> so let's true. take a big old bite of true. it, yeah, and get a lot better soon so uh, we can stay that that motivates us to stay on the beam, too, rather than this is a lost cause. And for me,
1: I know, like for me, and when I was <laughs> we got it, the 12 step waltz, you know, because I kept going one, two, three, up, yeah. oh, one, two, three. And then back to step one, two, three. shit. But, you know, on the whole, giving it up and letting it go. I'll suck to that part. I couldn't I'd give it up and I'd take it back. Yeah. I'd give it up and take it back. You know, and then I'd put them back. Well, you don't really trust and I'm like, Yes, I do. Well, no, you don't, not because you keep taking it back and I'm like, Yeah, but physically someone's not right here helping me, you know, so it's just me. And it's like, No, it's not. So that was that was one of the, you know, little yeah. joke Another things, one. but it's not the gratitude even a joke.
0: And letting myself off the hook mm-hmm. and uh, taking my will back all the time and not, you know, that, that concept that we say, you just gotta let it go. It's like
1: that's the easier said to know, yeah, right, <laughs> oh, yeah. really
0: yeah. go. yeah, and a it lot kinda falls under the same thing of like, okay, you need to forgive him, <laughs> yeah, right, right, yeah, okay, I'm out of here because yeah. that, that's not gonna be possible.
1: sure, I will one day <laughs> when he does, blah, blah, you know, yep. yeah,
0: but we do, we do keep on knocking on that door of those things, and we find ourselves getting better at them.
1: yep, and that's one of those Cause it works, yeah, and that goes back to the whole, you know, on finding my part, you know, for me, on yep. doing that. So now it's like, they step now. I'm loving that shit. I'm yeah. loving it. You know, so so, and then the amends. You know, making that amends, and then not just making that amends, but you know, making a powerful amends. You know, making a powerful yeah, but not only just I'm sorry, I wronged you. You know, or whatever. You right. know, I apologize, and I know my amends. Okay. I guarantee you that it will never happen again. Right. And that's what I say, because I'm like, I can guarantee you that I won't ever do that shit again. Yep. You know, and that's, I don't know if we will allowed, but I do, I say yep. that. You know, and it's, it's like, because for me, I have to, I guaranteed them. So I really have to live up to that shit now. You know, I own no, it. That's owned, good thing, yeah.
0: accountability. Yeah. yeah. I, so. I think that's under an amends, whether if you state it or not, at some level, right? You mean, and and, and I'm okay, I'm not questioning it, but that is like a piece of the amends, that is a, Property. Yeah. when I go out there to to make up for this damage I've done, I don't want to do it again. I'm saying, right, whether if I verbalize it or not, I'm intimating that I am not going to do that again. Right. And
1: if I do, I will probably admit it and then try everything I can to make it right. Like right. I yep. say, on oh, my situation from the zero to a hundred. Oh, hell no! You didn't do what? And you know? Blah, blah, blah. Well, wait a minute. Okay, let me stop and I just know that I went from zero to a hundred yeah. so let me I apologize for that one. You know, let I'm me trying breathe to do it right. for a minute we'll start over yeah you know so that's one of the
0: things that I'm still working on yeah well this is a lifelong deal mm-hmm. too you know um, sometimes it. sometimes these 12 steps look like uh, like a college degree or something you know you're just going to get it done and check off the box and that's not what it is right. uh, the spiritual life is not a theory it's a lifetime it continues for a lifetime that's a quote out of the big book
1: And yeah, i'm just i'm just glad that i got the willingness to and the opportunities and the the grace and the strength and the whole everything and i'm not saying me got it you know i'm saying that god didn't give up on me yep. You know, and that's one thing that. What a
0: miracle that you stumbled into whatever door allowed you to find yourself here.
1: Yeah, because you know what, Dan, it's crazy because legitimately, before I went to the broke, I'm legitimately looking online for like self help. Depression, Anonymous, or whatever. And all I was seeing was Alcoholics and Narcotics Anonymous. I'm like, no, that's not me. You know, I'm fucking just, life sucks right now. And then after I found the GSSR, you can Google that shit. You got all kinds of them now. Yeah. Uh, where was that when I was searching for yeah. it? You know, I couldn't find it. You know, so is, that's weird. So that's why I feel like, yes, this is definitely where I'm supposed to be. You yeah. know, I'm right where God wants me. You know, I may not be exactly the way I, he wants me to be, but I'm headed that way.
0: I believe that. On the path. Yeah. I feel it anyways. Yeah. Well, super cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've had a good time. I, like, I have fun doing podcasts. Yeah. And I have fun getting to know my guests better. That's the that's the one of the. Benefits, you know, they say I haven't said this in a while. There's collateral damage, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some collateral benefit here. Is is that I get to know my guests better? Whether if I, well, if I knew them really well when they's here, and sometimes people walk up in that driveway that I've never met. Really, yeah. And uh, what a blessing that is in life too to have that opportunity to get to know people better. Because I think that's another fundamental thing of uh, of what we do here is. Uh, and you stayed up letting you know, I let you see me and you let me see you. And that's important. Uh, Important. Taking off the masks, you know. And what there's a whole thing. I I remember once uh, somebody said the definition of intimacy is me being me and me allowing you to see me. Right, right. Instead of you look over here and I got some mask on and you're not quite certain. Is that for real or what's fucks mm-hmm. up with him the like. snake in the grass looks like to me but Thank you for coming over tonight. Uh, wonderful stuff. And, um, you know, it's a it's a testament to the power of the 12 steps, and that is the primary purpose of my podcast, is to keep on uh, uh, beating this drum, because as I said in the beginning, I can guarantee you that if you will work these 12 steps and practice these principles in your daily life, and that's where it gets tough, practice these principles in your daily life. Yeah, that's not that bad. you got to do both of those things. Right. Well, that's usually where people drop off. Yeah. They create like a college degree, and then they just quit. Mm-hmm you know uh, so you do those things and your life will get better it will improve I beat you. Uh, the line under the, 12, the TSSR book was one of the ones I love is it says you know yeah, yeah, life just isn't supposed to be like this and at some point I knew that that life could, was, is not supposed to be the way that I'm living it and this gave me a new set of guidelines on how to do that and I had no idea uh, how great that was going to be um until I did it. It's like describing what a strawberry tastes like to somebody that's never had a strawberry you can't do it and until you've worked this worked these steps and practiced this stuff in your life i all i can do is stand here and try to tell you how good it is right right all right any final thoughts
1: no i'm okay. just um I'm, I'm just very grateful that you let me tell my story okay i'm very grateful um that hopefully people can hear it and <laughs> it wasn't too fast or whatever no there's no um other than you know just just working my program and um let's do the next right thing
0: yeah everyone's story is valuable and mm-hmm. s- there's people out there that need to hear your story and that goes for all of you out there and we're all got that unique perspective in the way we did it but somebody it's not so unique that somebody else isn't struggling with the same kind of struggle as you are oh yeah and, oh, yeah uh, and and s- witnessing the overcoming of those struggles and and the progress made in doing that uh gives them the power and permission to uh to give it a shot themselves too so uh, we'll close her out the same way i always do if you're not having a blast in your recovery you're not doing something right and i just want to thank everybody out there for allowing victoria and i to participate in our discoveries here you go in this manner tonight yippee peace out